Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Golf Screen Guild Theater. The director of the Golf Theater and your host, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Once again, your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Theater. Tonight, you'll meet four more of the greatest names in Hollywood. Norma Shearer, Basil Rathbone, Lewis Hayward, Halliwell Hobbs, and, of course, Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. Tonight, we bring you a play that has thrilled audiences the world over. You'll probably recognize the title of it from the music that Oscar's playing. Smiling Through, the play that gave Norma Shearer her most beloved role. Norma has always wanted to do Smiling Through again. And what better place than here in the Gulf Theater, the star's own theater. For the Gulf Theater is the only place where you meet all your favorite stars, even those who have never been on the air before. For instance, next Sunday, you'll hear Shirley Temple in her very first broadcast, a special Christmas Eve broadcast co-starring Nelson Eddy. We call the Gulf Theater the star's own theater, ladies and gentlemen, because the money that would ordinarily go to the stars who appear here is used instead to help meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and to build a home for the less fortunate members of the industry. And now, on with the show. Light! Music! Curtain! The scene is England. A moonlit summer night in the year 1914... An old man, John Carteret, sits alone in his garden. Strange tales are told of this garden and of the ways of its owner on nights such as this. He talks, they say, to the ghost of Moonyin Clare. Moonyin, won't you come back to me? Without you have been so long. Be patient, my dear love. These years are only moments. Yeah, but I, I, I'm so tired of waiting, Moonie. If I could just go with you. And someday you shall, John. We'll be together again, just as I promised you long ago. Just you and I, John. Moonie. Just you and I. Moonie. Moonie. Come back. John. John, old Fred. Huh? Oh. Owen. <laughs> Still playing at ghosts, John? Confound you, Owen. You frightened her away. Oh, have I? Now, look, John. After 50 years, don't you think you should forget? Yeah. If you... Owen, I take it you intruded on my privacy for a purpose. Hmm, I thought our usual game of chess. Then let's have chess and no advice. <laughs> All right, John. But where's Kathleen? Huh? Kathleen? Oh, out somewhere. Oh, ho, ho. And why do you say, oh, ho, ho, like that? Why shouldn't my niece be out of a summer's evening? Oh, no reason, John. Now, come on, let's get on and play. Hey, beautiful Katie, you're the 
only g- 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 girl that I adore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my song. Absolutely. Written especially for Miss Kathleen Clare. I brought it from America with me. Kenneth Wayne, you didn't even know me before you left America. <laughs> but I knew I was going to. <laughs> oh, Ken, you're a liar. <laughs> Happy, Kathleen? Terribly. Terribly? You know what I mean. This night was made for us. Just for us. <coughs> Ken, why did you leave America? Well, these brass buttons and all aren't for a fancy dress ball, you know. But it's not your war. I'm half English. My father lived practically a stone's throw from here. Of course, I must have passed away in a state a hundred times when I've been riding. But I've never even been inside the gates. Why not? Uncle John asked me not to when I first came to live with him. Just but I... I don't know why, but... Oh, let's not talk about it, Ken. Not now. <laughs> all right. Darling, how long before they send your company? Oh, months, probably. But I want to get things finished up over there and come back. Back to a girl named Katie. Oh, Ken. I must go now. Oh, it's early. It's late. Uncle John will be worried. Tomorrow. Tomorrow and tomorrow. Good night, my sweet. Good night, darling. I only mentioned she was seeing Kenneth Wayne because I thought it was better for you to hear it from me. After all... He knows nothing of what his father did. If Kathleen is with Jeremy Wayne's son tonight, then it's the last time. The last time, do you hear me? Oh, John. Yeah, you... You can remember what happened 50 years ago in this garden and still say it's all right for Kathleen to be with Kenneth Wayne? She has a right to find happiness. She'll not find it with him. And suppose I have found it with him, Uncle John. Kathleen. I've just come from seeing him and... And I'm seeing him again tomorrow and every day until he leaves for France. You shall not see him. I forbid it. Forbid? John, don't be so foolish. Uncle John, why, you can't mean that. But you know, Ken and I... Oh, you can't ask a thing like that. It's it's not reasonable. But I have a reason. You'd better tell her, John. In fairness, there's no other way. Tell me what? Kathleen, come here, my child. Here. Beside me. Yes, Uncle John. I I should have told you all this long before now. It it happened in this very garden. Nearly fifty years ago. It was the night the night your Aunt Moon and I were to be married. I can hear the music and the voices now. And only an hour before the wedding, in the room upstairs, Moon had just finished dressing. Her bridesmaids were with her laughing and gay. Oh, it is, Moonyan. It's quite the loveliest wedding dress there ever was. And the loveliest bride. Oh, go on with you. You'd say that if I looked like a crow. Oh, would we? And why shouldn't we be jealous when you snatch on John Carteret from under our nose? All phrases be. Sure, that was destiny. We were born for each other. Yes, and what is it? I've got to speak with you alone. Alone? Yes. Oh. Would you be running along now, girls? I'll be calling you before the wedding, and I hope that all of you catch the bouquet. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I haven't even got a ball. Now, Ellen, what is it? Mr. Wayne Miss. He's just outside. Jeremy? He says he'll kill himself unless you see him. Oh. Go and tell him to come in. Oh, but you can't, Miss Munin. Not now. Besides, I think he's been drinking. Jerry. You may go well. Jerry, you... Oh, you you mustn't look like that. I won't let you marry him. What right is he to take you away from me? I love you. I won't let anyone take you from me. Oh, Jerry, look at me. 
If you do love me, you'll, you'll stop thinking these wild thoughts and wish me happiness. Oh, that'll be your wedding gift to me. Please, now, give me your hand on it. Monina. Jerry. Jerry, let me go. No, Jerry. He shan't have you. No one shall have you but me. Do you understand that? No one. Oh, name of heaven. Ellen! Ellen, where is Mr. Carter? In the garden, miss. Oh, but you... I've got to see him. Oh, but you can't, miss. Not in your wedding dress. It's bad luck. John! John! Yes? Mm. Oh, you're... You're sure you're all right? Oh, of course I'm all right. But you're trembling, darling. Oh, just... Just hold me close, John, and nothing in this world could frighten me then. Listen. Where do eyes of blue come smiling through at me? Your song. Our song, John. Now and as long as our love shall last. And sure that's forever. Oh, Boonin. John. Where's the ring? I have it here. Well, couldn't we just practice one? You know, with this ring. Morning, Claire. With this ring, no, I no, be no. well. You, you mustn't put it on. Not really. It's such frightful bad luck. We're just pretending. And now? I pretend to kiss you. Well, couldn't, couldn't we just stop pretending now? Oh, Moonin. Oh, John. Forever? Forever and ever, John. Very charming picture. Jerry! What do you want, Wayne? To talk to you. Go in the house, Mooney. No. If you've come to create a disturbance at the wedding, there isn't going to be any wedding. John, he has a gun. I said you'd never marry her. And you won't. Give me that gun, Wayne. John, no. Look out! Stay back, Mooney. Mooney! I never meant that. Oh, my God, I never meant that. Mooney. Owen, help someone, help! John, what is it? John. It. It hurts. Feel the pain. Can't you make it stop? Oh, can't you do something? Oh, I know. I know he can't. Isn't it a pity? But, John, I think. I think you can. The ring, dear. Put it on now. Moon and Claire. With this ring, I be wed. Forever and ever, John. Moonin, don't leave me. Oh, don't fear, my darling. I'll find a way to come back to you. A love like ours can never die. You know, <laughs> perhaps it's vain of me, but I... I can't help thinking... What a lovely ghost. I shall see. Moonin. 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 She died in my arms. All we had lived for was gone, Kathleen. Poor Uncle John. Jeremy Wayne disappeared. I could never find him. If I had, I'd have killed him. Uncle John. Kathleen. I want you to promise me that you will never see Kenneth Wayne again. Promise you, but I... Oh, I can't promise that. Why, 
Kevin's not responsible for what his father did. I want your promise, Kathleen. John, you've no right. Quiet, Owen. Kathleen. Kathleen, dear. I'm an old and lonely man. Lonely because of Jeremy Wayne. You are all I have. Are you going to turn against me? Uncle John, I... It isn't much to ask. All right. I... I promise never to see Kenneth Wayne again. Your father disappeared, and he never came back to England. He's arrested. Oh, I had to tell you. Even if doing so meant breaking my promise to Uncle John. Your promise? Why, well, not to see you again. Kathleen. Oh, but I had to. Oh, I can't. He has no right to ask it. It may not be so difficult, Kathleen, keeping that promise. Why? What do you mean? My company starts tonight for Dover. Ken. A day's leave there, and then we sail for France. But you said you weren't going to the front for months. Well, there's, there's been some change. Oh, Ken, put your arms around me. Oh, my dear. Is this not seeing me again? Oh, darling, I, I can't let you go. Kathleen, marry me tonight. Oh, Ken! We fly to Dover. Yes. And have tomorrow there. Yes. We'll... Oh, no, no, forget that I said that. Forget it? I have no right. It's crazy. Oh, Ken, there's nothing on this earth could stop me from marrying you tonight. Oh, from going to Dover on our honeymoon. Kathleen, what will your uncle say? We're going to Uncle John now to tell him. And then we're going to be married, Ken. With his blessing or without it. And I say no. You ask my permission, I refuse it. Kathleen will not marry you, Mr. Wayne. I'm not so sure of that, though. Oh, don't you know Ken is... I know. He's the son of Jeremy Wayne. And like him... A coward. Uncle John. What do you call it, Mr. Wayne? If you marry Kathleen tonight, just as you're leaving and you come back maimed or not at all, you'll have smashed her life for a few futile, cowardly hours. Well, I... I hadn't thought of it quite like oh, that. Oh, Ken, Ken, don't listen to him. It's not true. It may be true. But no. We're going to wait, Kathleen. I shall come back, but we're going to wait. Oh. Goodbye, darling. Oh, Ken. Goodbye. Ken, no, Wait. Kathleen. Oh, don't talk to me. Kathleen, my child. I'm not a child. And and you love Moonin. Well, you couldn't have loved her. You couldn't know what love means and do what you've done to us tonight. She'll never come to you again, your Moonin. I know she'll never come to you again. on Act One of Smiling Through. The house lights here in the Gulf Theater come up for a brief moment, and we hear a friendly word from John Conti. Thank you, Roger. Folks, when you buy an overcoat or a pair of shoes, you look for more than just one thing. You want good looks and a good fit, of course, but you also want good all-round quality, and one of the big things that helps you judge quality is the reputation of the store where you buy. Well, in much the same way, a reputation for quality is mighty important when you buy gasoline, especially when it's so easy to become confused by conflicting claims. That's why millions of motorists look ahead for the sign of the Gulf orange disc and fill up with one of Gulf's great gasolines 
No knocks or good gulp. Gulf gasolines are being improved constantly. They are even better today than they were six months ago, just as six months ago they were better than the year before. And this improvement doesn't follow one line alone, either. It covers all the various things that go to make gasoline quality. Thus, Gulf offers to you, the motorist, steadily increasing performance, better and better all-round value every time you stop at your neighborhood Good Gulf dealer. Thank you, John. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Act Two of Smiling Through, starring Norma Shearer, Lewis Hayward, Basil Rathbone, and Hollywood Hobbs. So in my role as stage manager, I called for lights. Music. Curtain. Four years have passed and the war's over. Again, it's a moonlit night. Again, John Carteret sits alone in his garden. But he seems a great deal more than four years older. Where there was once expectancy and eagerness, now there's despair, futility, as he again crawls into the night. Moonin, Moonin, won't you come back to me? I am here, but you can't see me. You can't hear me. Moonin. You've clawed me out, John. You've blinded yourself with hate. It will always be so while you keep those two apart, John. When will you learn, my darling? When? Moonin, answer me. Get me? Yes, Uncle John? Going out? Yes. Uh, come here, child. Well? Come here. You, uh, you couldn't sit down for a moment, huh? Have a game of dominoes, maybe. I'm sorry, Uncle John, but I, I promised Dr. Owen I'd come over there. Owen? <laughs> Stubborn old fool. <laughs> I remember it was you who asked him to stay out of this garden. Of course I did. Can't find his own business. Perhaps he thought my happiness was important. Oh, now, Kathleen, dear, let's not go into that again. Oh, child, child. Won't you ever realize that I only did what I had to do, what I felt was right? Did you? Well, whatever the reason, you did a good job of it. Ken's last letter was two months ago. Well, uh, are you sure he, uh, that it, uh, perhaps, uh... No, he came back all right. He... Hmm. I wrote the war office to find that out. He was released three weeks ago at Southampton. <laughs> Southampton. Only four hours from here by train. The Kathleen... I'll be going on. It's late, Uncle. You shouldn't be out here alone. Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. But, uh, uh, Kathleen. Yes? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, oh, nothing, dear. Good night. Good night, Uncle John. Uh, good night, Kathleen. Carter, sir. What? Kenny's Wayne? Yes. Forgive me for intruding, sir, but I had to talk to you. I waited beyond the wall purposely until, until Kathleen had gone. Oh. oh, you're hurt, man. Here, here. Take my arm. Sit down. Thank you. It's all right. Well, Mr. Wayne? Seems you were quite a prophet, sir. About how I might come back, I mean. Yes. You, you'll be all right soon? I don't know. That's just the point. The doctors don't know themselves. There are complications, it seems. Shell shock, neurasthenia, and then this leg. It may improve and it may not. Mr. Carteret... I'm not going to see Kathleen. I'm sailing for America in the morning. 
I... I want you to tell her that... You... You you say you want me to tell her? I'm afraid I'm not up to facing her myself. I thought I was. That's why I came, but now... But good Lord, man, don't you realize if Kathleen knows you're ill... She mustn't know. Then I think it's for another reason. Tell her... Tell her the war changes a man, that it's changed me. Tell her... Tell her I don't feel as I did. Well... Uh, I'll go on now. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Uncle John... Careful, man. Trust Uncle John, I... Ken. Hello, Kathleen. Ken, darling, at last I... Oh, I'd begun to think... Oh, you're hurt. It's nothing. Uh, a fall just the other day. I was riding. Mr. Carter, if you please, I'll... I... I think you'd better talk to Kathleen, Mr. Wayne. I'll, uh... I'll be in the house. Darling, darling, let me look at you... You're back and you're alive. I, well, I can't think of anything but that just yet. Oh, maybe, maybe if I could stop crying for an instant, I could see you better. Kathleen, I, I... Do you realize you haven't even said you're glad to see me? Well, of course I am. It's always good to see old friends. Old friends? Kathleen, I want you to understand, four years is a long time. Why, of course And things, are. people change. Before I went away, we were young, impetuous, foolish even, and we... Sure. You're trying to say that you don't love me any longer. Is that it, Ken? Well, I I thought when I stopped writing letters that... That I'd realize. And of course I should have, after all, you're right. It is a long time. Kathleen, I... Oh, it's all right. You wanted me to understand, and I do. I, I understand perfectly. Would, would you mind going now? All right. Goodbye, Kathleen. Goodbye. Kathleen, my child. Huh? Oh, he's, he's gone? Yes. Of course he's gone. Oh, it's better so, far better. You'll get over it, my child. Did you? Did you get over losing her? Ah, that's not the same. Why isn't it? He's lost to me. He has been lost since the day you sent him from the garden. You've taken Ken away from me just as surely as Jeremy Wayne took your moon in Claire. And my heart's just as better as... Just as loud. Oh, Kathleen. It's no use, Uncle John. I'm going. I'm going and I'm not coming to my house? Yes, in your house. That boy. Is he here? Kenneth? No, he, he's he gone to the station. He left in the cab five minutes ago. The station, Owen? Owen, that car of yours, I need it, or rather Kathleen does. Get it started and out of the garage. And hurry, you old fool. <laughs> Please, Uncle John, it's no use. I'm, I'm going to pack. Owen's car. It's waiting. Owen's car? Yes, the train leaves in ten minutes. Do you want to stop that boy or let him go? Uncle John! He's hurt, Kathleen. He's been wounded. That's the real reason of his leaving. Love you. Oh, of course he loves you. And all he needs now is for you to take care of him. But you... You're sending me to him? Yes, of course I'm sending you to him. Oh, you darling... I've never loved you as I do with this man. Here, here, here. None of that. None of that. Now, get on with you. Get on with you. Stop, 
Hampton Crime, Captain? Yes, sir. This is her. Just pull it in. Thank you, Sergeant. Uh, help you with your bag, sir. I haven't any, thank you. Uh, very good, sir. Uh, but I want to have a compartment for you, special light. First a second, sir. Second. Oh, here's one right here, sir. Step right in. Uh, the train don't stop here long, sir. It's going to uh, leave right away. Sir, Ken! Sergeant, Ken! that girl must see me. Ken! Oh, Ken, my darling! Goodbye, Kathleen. No, it's not goodbye. You're not going to... starting, sir. I know now, Ken, I understand. That's why you need me now more than ever, don't you see? But I can't let you do this. Oh, darling, darling, we love each other. Nothing else matters, nothing. Not time, no wars, nothing in this world, now or ever. Kathleen... You're sure? Oh, as sure as I am of life itself. One with a cheek up there in time. Oh, but of course she did. John. You you aren't even listening to me. And it's your move. You've got a home, Owen. Why don't you go to it? What? Oh, I'd forgotten. You and your garden and full moons. <laughs> Good night, Owen. No, don't, don't, don't get up, John. Uh, what is it, John? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. I'm tired. That's all. It's been a long day. Good night, Owen. Good night, old friend. <laughs> old friend. <laughs> old fool. Oh. Ah. forever. Yes, John. But that, that's what they call dying. Yes. Isn't it foolish to be afraid? Who's afraid? Some poor dears are. But they'd go smiling through the years, John, if they only knew what they'd find at the end of the road. and Hallow will believe me, that was beautiful. Really a grand job. The most unusual one, too, ladies and gentlemen, because Basil Rathbone had to play John as a young man and as Kathleen's old uncle. Lewis Hayward and Norma Shearer each had to play two roles as well. Lewis did both Kenneth and Jeremy, while Norma was both Kathleen and Moonyeen. This is really an actor's holiday, Roger. Well, possibly, Norma, but it wasn't easy. You only had your voices to do it with because you're not in costume. Even if you were, the radio audience couldn't see you. Say, uh, Roger, do you think it may be sometime I could get to play two roles? <laughs> well, now, maybe, John. Who knows? What two roles would you like to play, John? Well, for instance, I, uh... 
I could be myself, and I could be an historian, both at the same time. Historian? Yes, you know, a fellow who talks about history. You see, I sort of specialize in the history of transportation. Oh. Could you give me a for instance? Well, for instance, uh, did you know that back in the old days when the covered wagons crossed the prairies, a bucket of tar hung underneath the rear axle was standard equipment for a lubrication job on the heavy wooden wheel. Well, nowadays, with automobiles that travel 10 and 20 times as fast as ox teams, you need a really modern, up-to-the-minute lubrication service. One that will give you easier starting, easier riding, and better protection against wear over a longer period of time. Gulf Flex registered lubrication is just that kind of service. Because Gulf Flexing is done with the newly developed Gulf Flex lubricants, made especially for modern cars. So now that winter is here and conditions are a bit tougher on your car, better stop tomorrow at your good golf dealers for Gulf Flex lubrication service. And at the same time, why not get some of that new Gulf permanent type antifreeze and a crankcase full of Gulf Pride motor oil? You can laugh at winter if you stop where you see the picture of the laughing man at the sign of the Gulf orange disc. Gentlemen, on behalf of the Screen Guild, I'd like to extend a special invitation to all of you to listen to our Christmas Eve broadcast from the stage of the Gulf Theater here next Sunday. You'll hear the screen's greatest little actress, lovable Shirley Temple, in her very first appearance on the air. What's more, you'll hear Nelson Eddy, radio's famous singing star, Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. Be sure to listen, won't you? Good. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everybody. Basil Rathbone can be heard each week as Sherlock Holmes for Bromo Quinine. His latest picture was Tower of London for Universal. Lewis Hayward is currently working in the Edward Small picture, My Son, My Son. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater originates in Earl Carroll's Columbia Square, Hollywood. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.